It is Sunday, May 24th, 2020. This is U62 The Targ. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started in here. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Live on a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're cataloging my DVDs. I update you on the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. We watched the final season of She-Ra, and I'm getting new glasses. It's episode 10.06, The Heights of Boredom. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar. You're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Still doing my best to remain sane in these days of self-isolation and self-quarantine. I mentioned quarantine cooking on my social media feeds the other day, and people were like, Oh no, you didn't come down with symptoms again, did you, Capus? No, no, no. I'm just doing my part to flatten the curve and not leaving the house as much as possible. So, all in all, just like a typical day for me. But, you know, while just lying around the house, things do get kind of boring sometimes. You know, I've reached the ultimate heights of boredom when I start hammering out new DVD profiles. As you know, I love my movies, and I have a rather large collection of Blu-rays and DVDs. Many years ago, I picked up a computer program called DVD Profiler. It's a great little computer program for cataloging your DVDs and Blu-rays, so that way you can keep track of them all. Now, see, here's how it works. You get your shiny new Blu-ray, you punch in the barcode for this Blu-ray, and then, boom, it'll automatically bring up a profile for that Blu-ray and be like, add to your collection, yes, no, you click yes. Now, see, if there is no profile in the database, you can make your own. And, in fact, that's how they get a lot of their profiles. It's just home video enthusiasts who make these profiles. So eventually I'll get a brand new DVD or Blu-ray, I'll add it to the catalog, and oh, there's no profile yet. Okay, just put in the bare basics, Uh, here's the title, is it a DVD or Blu-ray, blah, 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 accept. So there you go. I reach the ultimate height of boredom when I start making profiles in DVD Profiler. I'll download all the latest profiles and be like, what? It's been three years, no one's made a profile for the Mr. Magoo Christmas special yet? I'd better get on that and make it myself. So yeah, this past week I've made about three or four new profiles for DVD Profiler. Usually it's really easy to just read the back of the box. Okay, these are the DVD specs. But then when you get into all the stuff like the cast and crew, then it's more difficult. Then it's copying everything over from IMDb. Or if you're really, really, really bored, like I was for a couple of those movies, you actually watch the end credits and make notes. And there you've made a lovely new profile for DVD Profiler. So that's what I do when I reach the height of boredom. 
but I haven't reached the ultimate height of boredom yet. That's when I dig my Sega Saturn out of the closet and start playing Sonic 3D Blast. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. So apparently this past Wednesday was streaming day when we celebrate all the streaming services in our lives. And because of that, we had a lot of announcements as to what's coming to streaming services. Uh, One that caught my eye was over on Disney+. Plus. There's a brand new Muppet show that's going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. It was supposed to be there when it launched back in November, but there have been all kinds of problems. I was thinking about ranting about this today, maybe in a later podcast. Disney just can't figure out what to do with the Muppets. So hopefully this new Muppet program for Disney Plus is going to be good. It's going to be called Muppets Now, and it drops on July 31st. So mark your calendars accordingly. But the one that got everybody excited was for the brand new streaming service, HBO Max. We are going to get the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Here's the backstory. Zack Snyder, so-so film director, gave us the remake of Dawn of the Dead, gave us 300. He also gave us Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He's also the credited director of Justice League, where all the big heroes in the uh, DC universe come together to fight off alien invaders. But Justice League had a bit of a troubled production. People didn't like the dark and gritty tone that uh, Zack Snyder brought to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, so he was told to lighten it up a little bit. On top of that, Zack Snyder was hit with tragedy. His daughter committed suicide while making Justice League. So what happened was Zack Snyder decided to bow out, look after his daughter, look after his family considerations, and they brought in Joss Whedon, the director of the first two Avengers movies, to finish up Justice League. So with Zack Snyder out of the picture and people complaining that his films were too dark and gritty, Joss Whedon lightened it up a little bit. I mean, I love all these superhero films, and watching Justice League, you can tell what scenes are the Joss Whedon reshoots, because suddenly the characters get a lot more wisecracking, which is a Joss Whedon hallmark. Anyways, Justice League comes out in November of 2017. It was good, but not great. But the rumors persisted that Zack Snyder's version would have been so much better. It would have been great if we could have seen the Zack Snyder vision. So now, after all this begging and pleading on the internet, Warner Brothers is bringing back Zack Snyder to finish up Justice League the way he wanted to. It's going to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it's going to be coming out on HBO Max, the brand new Warner Brothers streaming service, next year. This is what I keep reading, you know... One rumor going around is it's going to be four hours long, and they're thinking about cutting it into six parts and airing it as a miniseries. You know, I've seen the extended edition of Batman v Superman. I'm not sure more is what we need, you know. I like Justice League just fine. This is going to be a curio, to say the least, but I'll probably be checking it out out of curiosity when it drops next year on HBO Max. Hey, have you guys heard? U62 The Tar with Mark Campus. Seriously, everybody, you gotta check us out. Available online at chaosinabox.com. Who are you? I'm just some guy who's telling everybody about it because it's so amazing. U62 The Tar. Be sure to tell everyone you know. See ya.
And now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging these past few days. I've been going through a lot of movies, actually. Not too long ago on Facebook, I was lamenting I'd never seen the movie Clue, released in 1985, based on the classic board game of the same name. It's one of those cult classics that grew out of the 1980s, but somehow completely missed me when I was just a youngster renting movies on VHS. So I finally watched that. It's based on the board game, and the whole thing is done up as a spoof of murder mysteries, and I gotta say, it was pretty funny. So if you missed it when you were a kid, I'd say check it out. There was another one that's been on my Amazon Prime watch list for a while that I finally went and watched, and that's called Battle Beyond the Stars. Way back in the late 1970s, a whole bunch of low-budget space operas were produced and released to theaters because everybody wanted a piece of that Star Wars pie. Battle Beyond the Stars is one of the more famous ones because it came to us from the legendary low-budget film producer Roger Corman and a lot of notable talents, such as superstar directors John Sayles and James Cameron, got their start working on that film. It's unofficially a science fiction remake of The Seven Samurai and The Magnificent Seven. I say unofficially because if we say officially, then they gotta pay royalties to the originals. But yeah... Because of that, I'm sure you can figure out what's going on. We have a small farming planet that's under threat from a galactic warlord. So they go out there and they recruit seven mercenaries to defend their planet and fight off this alien warlord. You know, for a low-budget film, there's surprisingly a hell of a lot of world building going on. Because all seven mercenaries come from their own different planets with their very own unique, distinct style. So... There was a lot of imagination going into that low-budget film, so I'm glad I finally watched that. But of course, the big one was over on Netflix. It was the final season of She-Ra. I watched all 13 episodes of the final season in a couple of days. Ugh. I love the She-Ra reboot so much, you guys. It was so good. It's one of those TV shows that was so good that now that it's over, I'm kind of sad that it's over. You know, when they first announced the She-Ra reboot, I was like, you know, She-Ra has always been He-Man's sister. At least, growing up as a child in the 80s, playing with a lot of He-Man toys, that's what it felt like to me. She-Ra was always kind of written off as He-Man's sister. So how are they going to do She-Ra without He-Man? But darn it, if they didn't find a way and rebuild the She-Ra mythology into its own unique thing, which was absolutely beautiful. And, of course, I did have the ending spoiled for me because, you know, as soon as that final season dropped, people binged it in a couple hours. You know, how do I get into this without spoiling it for you? Uh, Because there's a lot of female characters in it, there was a lot of analysis about the lesbian themes going on. And, you know, watching it, I was like... I love what they've done with the characters of She-Ra and Katra. They've given them this wonderfully complicated sisterly relationship. And people are like, no, they're not sisters, man. They're totally gay for each other. They're lesbians. And I'm like, no, they're not. But then in this final season, I'm like, oh, okay, now I see it. But don't get me wrong, I loved it. It was incredibly awesome. So if you haven't yet, I would say check out the She-Ra reboot on Netflix. That is one episode, one series, pardon me, that you will be glad to have binged. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. 
SpongeBob, the best day ever here on U62 The Targ. Mark Cap is here. Good afternoon. I love that song mainly because of how it's used in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. They play that song during the end credits, and for the end credits, it's nothing but stock footage of crashing waves on the ocean. I tell ya, it's one of the most relaxing things ever. I'll frequently bring up the end credits to the SpongeBob movie on YouTube just to watch that over and over again. Someday I'm going to watch that entire movie, but for now, I just listen to that song, imagine the crashing waves, and it relaxes me. Well, now that the economy is starting to reopen, I'm starting to get out and about in the world and get some work done. I went to the eye doctor this past week because I am in desperate need of a new pair of glasses. Uh, I've had my current pair of glasses for so long, the lenses are so scratched up that it's like I'm always looking through a thin fog. So I figured now is the time to go get a new pair of glasses. So I went down to the eye doctor here in Westlock and I got to admit I did have some trouble because of everything going on in the world. You have to wear a mask while you're doing all your eye exams and everything. Now, if you've never had the pleasure of having an eye test to find out what kind of pair of glasses you need, they put these special goggles on you and they just kind of randomly flip around the lenses saying, is that better or is that worse? Well, everything was worse for me because thanks to that mask I was wearing, the glasses kept constantly fogging up. The eye doctor would ask, is that better or worse? I'm like, I can't tell because everything's already fogged over. Eventually, what I wound up doing was I held my breath in order to see so I could tell the doctor if it was better or worse. But I got through that. I'm getting a new pair of glasses, and I can hardly wait until I can see again. You know, I love it when I get a new pair of glasses and I can see again. I really should do it more often than every 12 to 15 years. But anyways, that's it for me. I'm about all rambled out. As always, thanks for entertaining me by listening to my ramblings. I hope you find them entertaining as well. You can always check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify and also straight at my official website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Capps. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. 